Today on ComTalk, we're talking to comic book writer J.S. Earls. Rogue signal intercepted. Signal designation. Bees, views, and reviews. Signal host Branson Boykin, initiating ComTalk. Hey guys, welcome to Bees, Views, and Reviews, the podcast that promotes faith-based, family-friendly comics and the creators that make them. Brought to you by Geek Devotions, a show by devoted geeks devoted to letting you know that you are loved. I'm B, and today we're going to be talking with J.S. Earls, comic book writer, voice actor, podcaster, and D&D enthusiast. J.S., is there anything you don't do? Um, yeah, no, that's that's a good... Well, voice acting is a, kind of a funny thing. I've kind of... I, that, I've fallen into that. That's not really a, something I've tried to <laughs> go with. But Cool, cool. Well, welcome to the show. We're excited to have you. So yeah. um, real quick, for, for the people who have been living under a rock and maybe don't know who you are yet, give us a little bit about your background. Like, you know, what got you into comics and what got you into writing comics specifically? Um, yeah, I actually... Boy, I'm old, so there's a lot to say. But um, I, I, I actually started um, reading and writing some of my own comics in like second grade. Um, oh wow! Uh, that was basically I kind of started falling in love with comics then, and animation, and and really, and what little anime was around at that time. Like I, I was really getting into that too, um, and. Uh, but my mom, I, I really wasn't very interested in reading. So my mom had gotten, uh, comics to try to get me to read. So that was like my, mm -hmm. my gateway to reading. So, um, yeah. And then, um, I, I swear like to this day, I think I learned more science from comics, um, than I did ever in school. Um, yeah. just because of so, so much, especially with the Marvel comics, cause Stan Lee and, and, and they were so into that oh, yeah. and, put, and putting all that science stuff in there and all these words and like so yeah i always surprised people when i knew all these weird scientific words and everything but <laughs> but i knew them because they were named after villains or characters or some right. device or whatever <laughs> you know so but it's i mean it's a great way to learn if you have something like that to to help you memorize and understand what it is but uh yeah i mean so i was kind of doing that but at the same time too i was i was really into sports and uh, and so I was doing a lot of sports stuff at the same time. Um, I will say one of the things that I've kind of carried with me from sports into doing comics and things is definitely kind of uh, um, being a team player uh, mm -hmm. kind of mentality and, and um, trying to give everybody equal opportunity and also um, really knowing like where people's um, strengths are and, and, and um, and where their, um, you know, where their weaknesses are and stuff too. But, but to really be able to to use um, those things and give them an opportunity to use those things. And um, uh, anyways, I kind of fast forwarding. I was uh, really I started doing a lot more when it got to middle school, um, and then I was still doing a lot of um, sports stuff. But then I was. I, we were creating um, our own comics and then I was even getting other people to work with me. Um, I had a really great, uh, in public school, I had a really great um, public school teacher who did, he did a couple different things, but he was, um, he was actually a comic fan. And um, before, and this is before I was a Christian, but um, he was a Christian and um, he actually even, 
in public school would air um, aired some like anti-abortion oh, um, wow. films and stuff, um, which I mean, way back then wasn't as unusual as it would be nowadays. Right. Um, but because uh, they would probably also, a, you could probably get away with a little bit more back then. Yeah, and it's more you know it's more towards if anything it was kind of to help use as a deterrent for us like okay like if you're you know you kids need to not do this stuff and you know so you won't have that responsibility and this is what's going to happen if you do decide to kill your baby or whatever and um, but he but he also did a lot of stuff on um, you know like the effects of nicotine and a lot of other stuff. Cause he was, uh, I think one of the things he did was like, uh, was as like a health, um, teacher, like, um, for that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't appropriate, but it was great right. because every week he would have, um, and I don't, I don't necessarily think it was previews. It might've been like a, 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 like a simpler version of previews or something. Um, cause it's around the time when diamond was actually starting up, but, uh, oh, wow. but yeah, but he would, um, he would actually, uh, like he would print out, he would print copies for all the kids, for the kids who were interested in, in, in comics. Um, he would print copies, um, that, that, uh, and kind of give, give them to us so we could see what was going to be coming out and different things. And, uh, yeah. And so we'd kind of do all that stuff. And I even, the cool thing was, I guess for me, and this was just always, it's always a weird thing because I, because like I said, I always like sports. Um, so the co- kind of cool thing was, is I, ac- I was actually even able to get a lot of um, the uh, c- cool kids and uh, and, and the um, some of the athletes and different things like into uh, reading comics and into uh, stuff like that. Um, at a Ooh. time where that was definitely not, not very popular, but we would right. have, you know, but I was, since I, you know, was with them on the, uh, sports teams and stuff, like I had relationships with them and, and it was like really cool to be able to uh, share that stuff. And it was, and it was really interesting because I, I like in, in my, in my, uh, I'm trying to think what grade it was, I guess eighth grade, um, was really when I started cranking out a lot of, uh, stuff. I know like one series alone, we did like, uh, it was like 12 issues and then oh, wow. i had the, and then i had these other other ones and, and granted they were about half as long as a regular comic and definitely the writing wasn't quite as good and blah 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 but um <laughs> but yeah i was like cranking out a bunch of stuff and um and it was really cool and and the really interesting thing was too we actually the the our one that really took off and it was in this was a um kind of it uh, it's it was kind of religious. It was mm-hmm. it was um, <laughs> it was a comic called Cyrus, and it was about this this guy in the in the near future uh, named Cyrus Starshine, which I did oh, not come right. up with that name, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, that was actually this is one of the few ones that I kind of helped create, but I kind of let my uh, this one buddy of mine who was wanting to be a writer I let him do most of the writing on it. And I just mm-hmm. handled the art and, and he, uh, and so anyways, but he had, it was, it was a very odd, interesting idea because um, we had these things that we called the gauntlets of Moses that gave him power. Um, oh, and, wow. Yeah. And that he had like on his wrists and stuff. And uh, he had like a very, since it was in the future, very futuristic looking suit and everything. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and he also had, 
like where we were just like taking little bits of here and there from like everywhere. But it, he had like a, um, oh, he had like, uh, he, he had like the, it was kind of like the ghost or spirit of, of King Cyrus that would talk to him. Oh, wow. It was just this bizarre cool. thing, but it was like, it was interesting, but it was kind of cool because then we had these like, I don't know, demonic kind of things and other things that he would fight against uh, in the future mm -hmm. that were kind of like crossing over into our world and stuff. And uh, it was just really interesting because like that one by far was like our most uh, popular one. And like I said, that was the one that was like, um, that was that we actually did like 12 issues which is i mean when you think about how long a school year is right like that, that like we were we were we were making more than monthly uh, on because of and that was mainly just driven by how popular it was and it was like wow. just crazy that we were uh kind of kind of doing that but uh so did you like print them yourself and hand them out at school or yeah yeah and we had um we had uh, I think, I think we had access to some printers that we could use a certain amount of, um, I think at like the library and then also like, I, it wasn't me, but I think one of the other guys like, um, helped out, um, sometimes in the office or something. And they, since he did that, they let him print some there, um, oh, too, wow. but yeah, but we, we, um, printed, and even then we weren't printing a ton of them. It was, it was, it was only, I don't know, like 10 copies. Um, but they'd be like 12 pages each or whatever. And then those yeah. copies would be shared by everyone and they would just be um, just passed around the school and everything. And it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty wild though. Um, that is and it, amazing. And it was, uh, and the weird thing is, is like during that time, like I was totally on like a, um, a superhero role. And so like a lot of this stuff is our, our superhero um, related kind of things um, and create and, and characters and things that I had, um, created and we did these stories and everything. And, and they, I mean, they weren't that great, but I mean, some of the characters and <laughs> stuff were pretty cool and I was definitely drawing that much. I definitely was getting a lot better at drawing. And, uh, so I, uh, but then right at, well, I, I should say this, um, uh, for anybody that has ever listened to our supersonic pod comics podcast, some of those characters and designs are actually kind of transferred into that. Like the ones mm -hmm. that, the ones that were unique, you know, unique enough or had a, you know, more unique power or something like that. Um, I kind of took, took those and, and carried them and carried some of those over. And I know Ben Avery, um, who is the other main writer on that podcast. I know he's done that with a few of his things too. Um, but then it was interesting because that was when I was li actually living in Wisconsin. Then I, I moved on to Florida and that was around the time when I became a Christian. Um, and I was already curious and I had had some very wild kind of spiritual experiences before um, some very powerful, uh, like godly ones and a couple that were like very demonic. So mm. I was very, I very, uh, I, I definitely knew there was good and evil and stuff like that. And, um, and definitely yeah. um, had experienced um, some things that really rang true um, to me. I actually, um, and this is going to sound, I don't know. I guess I should share it though. Hey, it's a Christian podcast. Um, Absolutely. When I was when I was in kindergarten, I um, I my the, my parents were uh, talking about getting a divorce, and they did end up getting divorced. But, um, and I didn't really know it. Um, well, my dad 
was not a Christian, although many years later I found out that he actually felt called to be a pastor. Uh, but he oh, didn't, wow. he didn't think that he could support a family on that. Um, so he, uh, rejected it. Um, and, uh, and then basically didn't really let us have much like God influence or anything like that, like around the house or anything. And, uh, so like we never went to church or anything like that. Um, I did have, I guess from what my mom said, I did have a, um, one of the teachers who was like a Christian and, mm. uh, that was, at, uh, thing. And anyways, she saw that I was really upset because I had kind of overheard my, my parents talking and they were talking about getting divorced and, and all this different stuff. And, um, and so like, she was asking why I was upset and I told her, um, what I had heard. And she said, she's like, well, you just have to pray. You just have to talk to God. And if, and if you ask him not to let your parents get divorced, then they won't get divorced. And I'm like, Oh, cool. This hmm. is like, this is like magic. Like I can just yeah. ask for it and it'll happen. This is like Santa Claus. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. So, so, uh, I got, I guess she's probably part of the name it and claim it crowd. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I'm like, Oh, this is, this is great. Um, but so I ended up like that night, um, when I went home and I was, and I was, and I was getting sleepy, I, uh, I like prayed to God and I said, you know, it's like saying, please don't let my <laughs> parents get divorced and, and everything. And, uh, um, and that was about it. And then, um, then I had like some kind of weird vision or something where, um, where I heard a voice speaking from the sky and it like, it felt like, like the universe was talking to me. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like, it was like, I could, it was like, I don't know. It was almost like all creation. I mean, it just, and it was yeah. like a very deep and powerful, but kind of peaceful voice. And it did not give me the answer I wanted, <laughs> but <laughs> God but, tends to do that sometimes. Yeah. And, and, and this is the thing. Um, and anybody, and as soon as I say this, anybody who knows anything about the Bible is going to go, Oh, that's really interesting because God said that many times in the Bible. But he said, um, don't be afraid. I will be with you. Oh, wow. And, um, and this was, and you were in kindergarten when this I was happened? in kindergarten when this happened. Wow. But I mean, when you have something like that happen, it's, you know, it's going to it's going to stay with you. Um, yeah. So when when I heard the gospel and when I specifically um, also when I when I you know, getting into the word and stuff into the Bible. It's like, you know, when I start coming across that and this, you know, and this is God saying this to so many different people, like in the Bible, I'm like, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's God. That's not like, I'm not <laughs> like, that's, that's his MO. That's, that's what him, he does. Yeah. That's his MO. He's like, he's like, he doesn't say he's not going to have you deal with it or the hardship or whatever he's 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 like but i mean and and half the time you know when he pops up or an angel it's like they tell him not to be afraid you know it's like yeah. don't be afraid i'll be with you and it's like okay that's <laughs> i mean like i'm I, if i wasn't so blown away by the experience i'm sure it would have been like that's that's not really what i was asking for <laughs> when, I was, when i was right when i was praying but uh but then obviously you know look, i mean looking back now i'm like i'm like man that was just that was an amazing thing and just so many other things that happened um in my life and honestly one of the ways that i got 
uh, started started to get really um, closer to God and really considering about uh, becoming a Christian before I even still even barely really knew what it was. Uh, my m- mom had become a Christian, but obviously our parents were divorced. Mm-hmm. And I was with my dad and, um, but she and my uncle, um, they knew I liked rock music. So they started sending me, uh, Petra and some different Christian rock albums. Oh, wow. Cool. And, uh, so I actually, and like literally that's really what like sowed the seeds like in my life, um, to, so that when the gospel was presented and stuff to me, uh, and kind of explained, you know, more clearly and everything that I um, was like ready to upset, accept. And, uh, and it's funny because all my friends that um, loved Christian music, but their parents hated it would use me as, as the poster boy of, cause their parents would always say, nobody ever gets saved from Christian music or Christian rock or whatever. And they're like, well, Jeff did. And uh, so, <laughs> and, uh, but uh, yeah, so, so, but then when I, so then, but around that time i was really getting hooked on anime and stuff and as far as like that was like i really liked that style and i wanted Mm -hmm. to find a way to mix um like american style art and uh, anime style art so i was i was doing some of that and uh definitely leaning a lot more towards anime and it was getting to the point throughout high school um that uh and, and i even I even ended up getting um, interviewed in some newspapers um, locally down here in Florida um, that uh, because I won like salutatorian or something like that at my school, um, which is amazing because I, 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 uh, that was not my focus. (laughs) (laughs) And I was definitely one, I was definitely one of those people that like, uh, let's, let's wait until Sunday night to do our Monday homework. Uh, that we have to turn in Monday morning. I was like, uh, absolutely, you know, so, um, and listen to music or something while I'm doing my homework or study. Right. It's like, yeah, so I'm clearly really invested here. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it was the Petra music. You listen to yeah, Petra. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, I already learned everything I needed from comic books, so I didn't really have to, you know, go to school for the rest of the time. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I started just really getting into that stuff. Um, I did end up, I had a bad turn because we had, um, around that time was really when the eighties indie thing was like really taking off and then kind of had really small opportunities and submitted some things. Uh, but then everything that, <laughs> that my buddy and I submitted, um, we submitted to three different companies and all three of our things basically got stolen. Oh gosh. And, uh, really turned us off from the comic book industry. Yeah, um, I can imagine. And uh, so, yeah, so I I really wasn't that serious about it again uh, for many years uh, and actually ended up playing in a Christian rock band for about 10 years. Um, but on the side, I was always drawing and always writing um, stuff. Um, and mm. then like started to get some stuff um started to get some opportunities to do some writing again. I actually was, was helping out. There was, there was a, a guy who actually was with Marvel in the very beginning. Um, Fran Matera is his name. And he, he actually was a, uh, he lived when Marvel was beginning, he lived on a houseboat in New York 
and was, oh wow and he was before they were at like the bigger building they they were actually in like it was like a four-story house or something and like yeah. each, each level they would pass the stuff like that writers were on the top and then they pass it down to the pencilers or whatever and then they pass it down to like the inkers and they pass it down to like the colors and like that's the way that it was starting like way back when and he had all these like great stories um uh, but i played um but his son was in christian rock bands and and we and our bands played a lot of shows together um, so that, and so I had started developing a relationship with him and then I was always fascinated in finding out about like, you know, the, the comics and all this stuff. And, um, he was actually doing, he was doing one of the last adventure, um, comic strips that were in like the newspapers and stuff that wasn't like a funny one. It was more of like a action drama thing. Yeah. Um, and then, um, his, so flash forward another couple of years, his writer, um, passed away. And um, that was what kind of opened an opportunity um, when his, uh, another one of his friends, which he had kind of remembered me, but he remembered me more as an artist at that time. Uh, and then he said, and then, but then one of the other friends that knew me and everything too, he said, no, you should really talk to him. He, 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 uh, he's focusing more on writing now because, um, and well, cause I'm an idea guy. And, and one thing that I, that I learned is like, if you're an artist, if you're a comic book artist, you can only do like one book a month. If you're a comic book writer, you can do like four to six possibly a month yeah. because it, it just, it, it's much less time consuming than doing all the art in the visual right. medium. So, um, so anyways, so that kind of opened the opportunity for that. And then that actually, um, getting used to doing that. Cause that was a daily, um, that was a daily, uh, uh, syndicated strip across the United States and parts of the world too. And, wow. um, I was ghostwriting that because it was, it was, uh, cause they, they weren't, uh, they were fine. Like what they would do was they would let people ghostwrite, um, and King's features who, who ran the stuff back then would let people ghostwrite. Um, and then, uh, well, they, they would let the artist or somebody choose it. And as long as there wasn't anything bad or there wasn't a terrible response to something, then they'd let them do that for a few months. And then they would let them become like a regular, uh, writer or whatever for them, even, oh, if, it wow. was, even if it was unpaid or something, but they, yeah. they, they'd let them kind of work their way in like that. And, um, uh, kind of, unfortunately, unfortunately at the same time, the, uh, that artist decided to um he it's funny it's it like working together like just really rekindled a uh a love in him for um comics and art and stuff um yeah. i get because i was so young and enthusiastic and so eager to learn and and uh and try really hard and everything that he ended up uh retiring about a year and a half after we started working together and he like wanted in this in the series uh, pretty much King's features was get, was getting rid of all their, all their adventure strips and everything anyways. Like there was like flash Gordon and all these different things yeah. that just were not doing that well in the, in the newspapers anymore. And, uh, but anyways, yeah. So then, but then during that time, uh, when I was kind of, it was really helping me, uh, hone my craft. Um, I was also working as an orthodontic x-ray lab tech at that time, uh, for like to, uh, like, 12 to 16 hours a day yeah. Uh, because I would made a lot of the appliances and things. So a lot of times I'd be working at night too. And um, so I would actually see him and turn him and, and turn stuff into him on my lunch hours. Uh, Cause he ah. wasn't too far away from where I worked. And that's actually uh, when I would write a lot of times too was on my lunch hours um, because I didn't uh, there's just, was just a lot of uh, 
stuff going on uh, at home and stuff with my uh, with my wife and 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 a lot of um, you know, being young marrieds and and uh, but we had I don't know like I I think I'm trying to think she was like working really far away and then also when she had our second child she was really going through severe postpartum depression and stuff like that mm-hmm. so, so the only time I really had to write was um, on my lunch hour so it really but the great thing about that is it really it really got me to um, to be able to streamline everything and get in and, and really figure things out like even as I was working or whatever um, just kind of to, to learn how to tell story tell like good quality stories quickly and right. and and be able to crank that out which really served me really well later um, but that was um, really um, those things and then and then when the opportunity came um, I started having some a, a, another couple friends that were saying that were um, telling some publishers that they were working with they 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 both were like recommending me and they were so then the publishers were like asking for these ideas and stuff so that was what led to pistol fist and um actually at that time the crazy thing is like i had probably like 15 different things and but i had them uh, uh i had them kind of numbered uh by by uh like how much i had actually developed them um the ones that i had a lot more time and, and brain power into and and uh a lot of other stuff um and even like i had artists that were interested in doing certain things and everything and i uh were like way more towards the top and pistol fist was like down like around 12 or 13. Oh, um, wow. all i had written down was um was superheroes set in the american revolution and that was oh. that that was it but then but i had I had um, three uh, publishers immediately interested. Really? Um, yeah, and so they were like, and my buddy's like, okay, you like, he's like, you need to, he's like, they want a, a miniseries proposal. Um, and it was like on Friday, basically, there was like a couple a couple responded in the morning, then another one responded like that afternoon. He's like, okay, you, he's like, they, he's like they're all wanting like an official series proposal like Monday. And I'm like, okay, I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> you know, like, yep. I mean, and especially because, I mean, like I said, that was, that was, that was uh, all I really had. I mean, the, the one reason why that, that kind of came to me too, is I would listen to a lot of books on, uh, on tape or, or CD or whatever, um, as I was working, especially when I was working alone late in the, in the office or whatever, I would listen to a lot of stuff. And, and there were a few different, um, I listened to a few different, uh, some of them were factual. Most of them were, I don't know, a little bit more, it, it, not as fictional as what Pistol Fist is, where it almost leans towards steampunk and some other stuff. But, but, yeah. it, 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 but definitely more uh, narrative and uh, I don't know, more written like a story than than like a textbook. And uh, and I was right. really fascinated by a lot of the events and a lot of the different characters and just so much stuff that I that I had not really heard and. Um, that I, I, I don't know. And that was one of the things that got me uh, really fascinated with that stuff. And, and it was in a little bit, I had heard and learned about the Ben Franklin stuff, which was one of the main reasons why I wanted um, him in there. And that's why I told people too. I was like, it's like, they're like, Oh, you just want Ben Franklin there. Cause he's a recognizable, you know, person where it's like, it's like, well, there's actually a lot of reasons <laughs> why I, <laughs> why I want um, him in there. And um, a lot of it is like, yeah, some of it does have to do with his, um, with his inventions and different things like that. And, and uh, 
but uh but then also it's like his family and stuff because like i i still i'm still shocked that there have not been more people or more people or like movies or different things that have covered um like the, the rift with his son um and some other and like um and actually his daughter was really influential too i didn't really get that much of a chance to get into anything with her but still kind of brought her into the story but uh but yeah but i was really interested with that and then just doing all the other research and uh figuring out um just how to make it work but that was honestly like that was what kind of led like all those different things kind of led to um pistol fist and um i will say and yeah and 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 i i will say this just because i because i don't get a chance to talk too much about the the spiritual side or whatever too there was so much of pistol fist symbolic symbolically in other ways that just kind of came to me that Mm -hmm. um that i was that i was like oh it would be really cool if if this or if that uh, but i'm like but i i can't fudge that i need to, i need to check and see if that's true and it's like oh right. my gosh it really is and um and then like just so many things like that um and i just really felt like when we were um making it that cuz it was the thing that i really tried to focus on it was freedom like i didn't want it to be preachy um, super pro America or super pro anti America. Like I, I wanted it to really be about right. freedom, and that's why. For those who don't know, why the main why main reason why I came up with uh, the main character being a runaway slave, uh, but also because that connected to um, the Boston massacre and the first one dying being a runaway slave, which I thought was fascinating that he right. would, it was like, I don't know, four years after he escaped and, and he's already, and he happened to be taking the side of the colonists, you know, uh, of which he, he was enslaved by, but then he, you know, just makes this twist in his, and it makes this change like in his mind where it's like, uh, when a lot of other people were, um, you know, whether they were slaves or, or something or, or kind of, you know, downtrodden or, or, or some other way, what that they would just choose the Brit to side with the British rather than the colonists. But this guy who was an escaped slave still wanted at the time when he was part of the Boston uh, massacre, that he was the first one to like really stand up to the British and then, um, and then be killed for it. And, and, and I will say that John, John Adams argument uh, on behalf of the British. And I know why he was doing it because he was trying to stop a war from breaking out, but his, his his defense for the guy that shot uh, Crispus Attucks is is baloney um, because <laughs> because he's because uh, um, he's because he 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 argued that it was an accident. Now anybody that knows anything about guns back then, uh, if you're going to shoot somebody twice, there is no way it's by accident. Right? Maybe may the first shot, <laughs> but he was shot twice right. by the same guy with the same gun. And you only had one shot in those, and then you had right. to reload, put it in there, and then shoot again. And honestly, officer, I accidentally poured powder into the muzzle, loaded yeah. my shot, right, aimed and fired again. <laughs> right, right. That's why I'm like, I'm like, okay. It's like, no, sorry. I like you, John Adams, but that's bogus. <laughs> I was like, I don't. Right. I was like, I think, I think you also had a judge that was not wanting, um, you know, not not wanting to uh inflame 
you know, relations with Britain anymore. Mm. And, you know, could have been some prejudice too. Could have been, you know, abuse right. since, it was, since it was a, a black guy or a runaway slave, you know, that, that yeah. was the one that um, got shot. Cause that was the main thing. Um, although they were, um, he was, he was convicted. Um, the guy who, the guy who shot him, but it was like, I don't know. It was like house arrest or something. It was pretty lame for killing someone. Yeah. It, it's for murdering somebody. Yeah. For, it's like, yeah. yeah, you get house arrest and it was like for a month. I don't remember what it was. It was, it was pretty lame for murder though. I mean, so yeah. it's, uh, especially, and that's the thing, you know, I can justify one shot, but two shots. Nah, like, there's no way. Not right. back then. Like it's, that's baloney. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to take, that is actually a great segue uh, for a second part of our show. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to talk specifically about pistol fist and for all you listeners out there for your chance to get a copy of it we will be right back welcome adventurers are you looking for an actual play podcast without profanity or maybe one that even grandma can love well you're in luck introducing playing games with strangers a bunch of voice actors get together to play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition and weave a tale of comedy, tragedy, and dad jokes. And on the plus side, the whole family can listen. Subscribe to the show at playinggameswithstrangers.com. New episodes release every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome back to Bees Views and Reviews. I have got J.S. Earl's comic book writer, and we are talking about uh, how he got into comics and specifically his next big project coming out called Pistol Fist, Revolutionary Warrior. Now, before the break, we were talking a little bit about what led you into coming up with the idea for, for Pistol Fist and the, uh, the thoughts behind it. Can you give us a quick spoiler free summary of the plot of Pistol Fist? Like if you were, if someone were to say, well, what's Pistol Fist about? What would you say? Um, it really, uh, it, it kind of, <laughs> it depends on how, how, how big, how good of a chance I think that they're good. Cause there's certain things that, that we wanted to, uh, that I wanted to like, like I didn't want to reveal that the main character was a runaway slave, but spoiler alert, the main character is a runaway slave. Um, there is a, that's one of the reasons why he wears a mask. There's actually multiple reasons. Basically um, he wants, this character wants revenge for um, his brother being murdered in the Boston massacre. Um, and then things happen to him that are not so great. Um, and in weird twists of fate and different things. Um, and something that he thinks is kind of a, a curse put upon him is actually turns out to be a blessing. Um, and he, uh, it's kind of one of those, uh, you know, the devil meant it for evil, God meant it for good. Um, and he is going to, uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of how, how he, he, God's gonna like, he's going to get it um, turned around, turned for good. It leads him to crossing paths with Ben Benjamin Franklin. Um, who's also a key character in this. And there is kind of a connection with family and stuff like that. And then there's um, they have to um, come together and he realizes that this thing that he thinks is a weapon was actually um, 
given to him uh, to actually help save someone's life. Um, and, uh, and there's some things like that, that and he kind of, I don't really get as, as explicit as I wanted to with it because you're limited with your time and different things. And, and I wanted right. to get a little bit, um, more into the fact of how his mind, um, started to change, um, like his brothers did and his brother and where, where he was starting to see and understand the issues um, and really how um, in many ways the, the British uh, were treating the colonists like slaves. And oh, wow. I think I, and honestly, like I, I really, my personal opinion, I think that's one of the things, I think that's one of the things that Crispus Attucks saw um, was how, especially because in Boston, Boston was like big time. I mean, it was like an occupied city back then. Um, yeah. And, uh, like, just, I think he saw that and he, and he saw, and he probably, you know, whatever had familiar feelings or what, or whatever, um, to what he felt when he was, and he was just like, and, and he just, you know, on whatever level he, he connected with them. It's not like he said, oh, well, that's, you know, okay. That they, you know, enslaved me or whatever. Um, but, uh, right. but it, it's. It, it, yeah, but it, I mean, there's, there's some things like that, that he thought and then changed. Some people have said that they, that they like, when I've asked them what they thought or what, you know, how they got, like they, they have made those, you know, kind of leaps that, um, and especially, um, I don't know if you actually, if you've got to read the whole thing or if you just basically skim through it. Um, but definitely he's kind of, um, towards the end, he's kind of held prisoner with a bunch of colonists and, and other people too. Um, so definitely you kind of get the fact that, oh, well, they're all being, you know, kind of mistreated and, and different things. Um, but I will also say too, for those, I am a sucker for symbolism and pistol fist has tons of symbolism, uh, throughout it. Um, while it is mixed with real, um, history and even real science, um, because it was around, um, that time, that time back then, uh, when one of Ben Franklin's, um, pupils who was an upcoming doctor um actually discovered uh where the heart produces electricity which still boggles my mind that they figured <laughs> that out that they figured it out uh, back then uh and technically right. we're fudging on the timeline a little bit because it was about it was a couple years after the revolution ended not right before it began uh that he discovered that uh but it's it's you know it's still it's but we still say that in it this is the guy who found it and that's actually the guy who ends up um surgically removing his forearm from him and uh and so and the one reason and i'll just say this because there's been some reviews people that i that were just like and i and i get it because they're like why would they give him this weapon i was like well if you're paying attention when he when he initially has it like when he fires it, it gives him a heart attack and he like collapses. So it's not uh, like because it's powered off the electricity, like in his body and stuff and in his heart. So it's not like he can repeatedly use it. Right. It, it was more than experimenting on him uh, to see like if this could work um, and different mm-hmm. things. And uh, but the, but the heart aspect is is a lot of it. You know, there's, there's a lot of sy- symbolism with that, with just his the the yeah just you know there and there's a lot of 
later and people will see it and there's yeah there's just a lot which i wanted because i love things like that with layers that people right. can, especially if they go back and look read through it or they take their time going through it again like i i love stuff like that if they're really um taking their time and and are and are repaying attention to things um yeah but yeah that's it's kind of hard to explain because some people some people just get hung up on the Benjamin Franklin thing. And uh, and that was, you know, I included it for multiple reasons. But obviously, because the the whole science side of it and like where this device comes from. And I'm like, well, who else is going to make it back then? I mean, it's and, right. it, and it's and it's a kind of a quick explanation. So you don't have to waste a lot of time uh, on, on that kind of things and, and slow down the story. Um, but then the more, that's the thing, the more I got to know Benjamin Franklin, who was by no, um, way is, you know, no means a, you know, this upstanding, you know, perfect moral person, um, right. but he definitely tried. And I, I don't know, man. And he was, so the stuff, the stuff when they, I know he definitely cheated on his wife, but as much, but they try to make it like that. It's this that he was just this massive player. And when he had all these diseases and stuff at that time, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, right. I don't, I mean, he had gout and like all these different things. And I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't know. I was like, yeah, but, but, uh, but anyways, there's just stuff like that, that I, I don't know that I really connected with. And I thought were fa really fascinating stories to bring in and, um, and, uh, and, and play off of. And yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, to what extent does your faith influence your writing specifically in pistol fist, but also just in general with the comics that you write? Like, is it, is it a heavy influence? Is it a light influence? Does it influence at all? Like well, it, it would, it would, I mean, it would really depend. I mean, I definitely, um, I definitely tr um, try to pray um, when I, before I write and, and things like that. And I, I just, I guess I just believe like, too that like i'm you know it, it, it will uh, get me in a better headspace or whatever too um and and uh you know if i'm it, one of my biggest beefs with other religions compared to christianity is the is the uh lack of humility and not to say that there are not arrogant people in christianity but the 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 basic idea of of christianity and humbling yourself uh before god mm -hmm. and 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 ultimately that things are his decision and you know it's his will kind of trumps our will um where we have a certain amount of freedom but we can't do whatever we want and uh we can't right. really do something that's that is you know 100 percent against his will uh he's not going to let us you know hurt somebody that he doesn't want hurt he's not gonna you know just there's right. so many things that we don't we we don't really think about because we do like to think of ourselves as as like little gods or whatever um, but there, there is something, I don't know, just beautiful and powerful about acknowledging that. And I think so even more so, um, with your, uh, when you're doing something creative, I would say when you're doing anything at all, I, I mean, in my opinion, I think we're all creators. I think, I think whatever, like whatever we do, we're creating, like we were, we were created to create, I mean, whether you're. Yeah whether you're fixing things, restoring things, whether you're, you know, whatever it is. I mean, when, when you start to look at everything in life, um, like the, the good things or the things we need to um, do, whether it's 
you know, repairs, medical treatment, like what, you know, whether it's, you know, it's trash people who clean up stuff, you know, I mean, whatever it is, is like, we're, 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 you know, yes, we're caretaking and stuff, but we're also, we're creating, we're making something better and we're trying and we're uh, trying to fix and restore things. And, and I just think that that's, you know, cause we're, we're made in the image of the creator. Um, I will right. say one of the biggest things for me, and, and I will share this cause I've shared it with a lot of people. One of the biggest things for me that really, um, as far as my faith goes, that really changed and really opened doors for me, um, was when I totally got the idea of, um, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. I've arrived. I'm saying like when, like we all have tests in our lives and we all keep, and, and one thing I really encourage people to do too, is like, is like, look at the tests that you keep going through over and over and ask yourself, what is the lesson God wants you to learn? Because right. when, when you learn it, then you'll graduate. Yes. New level, new devil or whatever, but <laughs> you will, you will I like that new level, new devil. Yeah, I, won't, yeah. I won't steal that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've heard it. I've heard it a few times too, but, but the, you know, it, it's, but that's the point of why we keep going, doing, going through the things and, you know, the same things over and over or being tempted with the same thing or being, you know, whatever it is. And it's like the, the reason why that's happening is because God's trying to get you to learn something. And if we can learn it, then we can move on and um, to, you know, to, to do things and stuff. And one of the biggest things that God really taught me um, and really did not um, like I really did not have doors open for me being a full-time professional writers until I really got it, but just really um, doing everything is unto the Lord. And I mean, mm -hmm. everything and being a servant and doing, doing thing, do trying to do everything um, with the servant's heart and the servant's attitude and, and doing, you know, what is best for other people and just really, really trying not to look at yourself at all. And just really, right. you know, just just really following um, Christ's example, you know, and, and and serving others and and being concerned about them. And 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 uh, but with for me, like doing everything is unto the Lord is is doing everything I can, you know, to the absolute best of my ability. It's, you know, no matter yeah. no matter what it was, no matter what I was, you know doing at the office or whatever, where there was something I did a million times or something that I was just had to learn because of whatever situation or, or whatever. And it's like, and that, and that's, I mean, honestly, like pushing yourself to the best excellence you can, especially for the right reasons will always serve you well, because, and especially once you, it's like muscle memory, like once you get there, like it's, it, it's a lot easier to stay there and stay at like that, that, um, kind of that high level and that and right. of, of doing those things. Cause you're, you're training yourself to do it. It's like, you know, it's like anything with, you know, you're, you're training yourself um, within those days and everything. And once you're, you're doing those for, you know, month after month after month, um, you know, where it's not just every hour and it's like every day, but you're like, you're really like, this is like, okay, this is the way I'm running my life is I'm trying to be is like, I mean, but really for me, that's the thing. And it, and it really goes back to the love, you know, love God and love your neighbors yourself, where it's right. like, my, like my first focus is, is do everything as unto the Lord, like no matter what it is, whether it's taking out the trash, don't half, but take out the trash, you know, right. make sure, 
make sure this crap isn't falling out of the bag. Make sure that, you know, it's like, it's like <laughs> do, do everything like as if I was doing it for God. And, and then, and then, you know, be a servant to, to those around me. And, um, and it, you know, when you, when you do those things, I mean, it's, it's, it's just going to open so many more um, opportunities. And uh, honestly, like one of the biggest, that's the thing. One of the, one of the things for me and, and being that servant and um, or at least trying to be that servant um, opened a ton of opportunities um, that would be like, okay, well, you're not getting paid for this, but because you're really busting your butt on it and you're, you're, you know, turning things in way before deadlines and, and all kinds of stuff is like, then that leads to, you know, these other things. Cause I had several different things like that where I did things were for a small publisher or other things that, Oh my gosh, then they get these big contracts or big other things. And then guess who they want to work with them? The one who really came through for them, you know, right. and it's like in these, these little free things or these things they paid me 200 or $300 for um, that. I should have been paid like a few thousand dollars for um, then I am getting $6,000 deals and, and, and other things to do, to do other stuff. And then, uh, just even that it, it's like, like when you put your focus on those things, um, then that was, and, and this is the crazy thing. And that's what I, I just kept. And I, and it's funny cause I kept telling my mom and my mom's like a prayer warrior. And I, I kept telling her that I was like, I was like, it is so weird. So like, I'm telling you that God has his hand on this pistol fist thing. I don't know why, because I, cause really in a lot of ways I was just, I was trying to be honest and true with it and not try to preach um, with it. Right. I was just using it for that. I was just like, okay, they talked about God back then. They didn't shove it in people's faces, but uh-huh. like they were free to talk about it. So there's a couple little places where we'll say stuff and, and I, but I don't like linger on or anything like that. But the crazy thing is, is because of the relationships with this and because of the initial publishers that I had ended up um, opening doors for me to do um, comics and graphic novels for Zondervan and Thomas Nelson. Wow. And, that's amazing. Yeah. And it's like, and I didn't know that, like, I can't, I can't, I didn't know the future. As a matter of fact, I told one of my best friends now, um, who had been working, had been just getting going in comics and he was sick to death of the stuff that he was drawing, that, that he was being hired to write, um, or, or hired to draw where it was like super sexy or, or extremely violent. Um, yeah. just, uh, that, um, just really graphic stuff. And he, he was just like really tired of it. Um, and he like, and um, he came to me and said, you know, that he was a Christian and everything too. And, uh, and I, uh, and he said, man, I just want to do Christian comics for a living. And I told him, I was like, you can't do Christian comics for a living. It's like, there's no market for it. And then um, yeah, the next year, like probably even six months later was when God opened up all those doors. And suddenly Thomas Nelson, Zondervan, a bunch of other things started getting into the comic wow. market. And I ended <laughs> up doing Christian comics for about for a living for about three years. Um, wow. and, and I felt like it was God kind of it's like, oh, you can't. Huh? It's like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, oh, you, you know, everything now, you know, you, you, you know, you know, the future, you know what the opportunities right. are going to be. I mean, cause honestly, that's the thing. Like even, even with stuff like that, like those things happen. So they do not happen that much where um, a bunch of major publishers, especially Christian publishers that tend to be very careful, um, all decide to get right. into comics at the same time. 
Um, right. And, and it's like, and it's not like, oh, well, they saw somebody's success and then uh, did somebody else. Um, they were investing, you know, tens of thousands of dollars into into like whole lines, and yeah. um, and that was like the the Zondervan stuff I did, which also was actually hooked up with Tokyo Pop at the time. Um, so they had released some things with um, some of the Christian stuff via Tokyo Pop and some uh, regular bookstores and stuff, and um, and then but around that same time, in my favorite. Um, author at the time was Ted Decker. And I had actually, he and I had actually talked via email for years um, because um, I had contacted with him after the book Black came out and told him how much I enjoyed it and loved yeah. the different symbolism and all this different stuff. And then, um, and he, and then we kind of, he, he asked, you know, like more about me and what I was doing with the comic stuff. And so then we were um, kept going back and forth on all this stuff. And he was always telling me like he was kind of trying to create his own comic book universe uh, within his books and, and, uh, and he was a big comic fan growing up and everything. So, but then we actually got to work together and I actually adapted five of his novels, um, into graphic novels and, and Whoa, you're the one that wrote those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I did. my God. I feel like I should know that and sitting here interviewing you. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Okay. I did. I did. <laughs> um, I did not, I did not do red. Red was, red was a weird thing that happened. Um, <laughs> because th that was like a, a, a deadline nightmare. Um, there was just a yeah. bunch of big time problems on it. Um, and then, um, I was actually supposed to write, I was actually got hired to write, um, a showdown graphic novel, uh, based on his book show, um, showdown. And, uh -huh. um, so I was actually working on that and they were so impressed with what I was writing and what the artist was, was drawing for it. Um, that they actually said we need you guys to come in on white, um, and because uh, oh, wow. and, and you have like a month to finish it. <laughs> oh wow! And, and we're like, I'm like, uh, okay. And I like it, it's it's so crazy. Like um, we had, and this has happened so many times for, with me. It's it's kind of crazy, and I, I'm sure there's some sort of lesson in there. Guys trying to kind of trying to teach me, but um, I get so, I don't go on vacation very much, but when I do, I tend to get um, big gigs. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, cause that's working when I, vacation. <laughs> yeah. That's when I got, um, there, I mean, that's what happened. Um, when, uh, when we were going to the mountains, uh, North Carolina, uh, we used to love to go up there and, um, stay for like a week or whatever, um, where there's not really great reception. And, um, one of those times was when I got hired by a national geographic channel to write some stuff. And, wow. uh, I'm like, Okay, this will be really interesting because they do not have good Wi-Fi and stuff around the area where we are. It's like, but I'm gonna, I was like, I'm gonna make it work somehow. If I have to drive to a different town nearby and go to their Starbucks or whatever, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out a way to make this work because they were right because they were, you know, they, you know, it was, it was, you know, just one of those things. It's like, man, even if I hate it, it's like just having that on my resume will be phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like, and it, it was just really cool. I mean, there were, there was some cool stuff I got to do with that too, but, um, but yeah, but, and, and just, and honestly, like I love, um, Ted Decker to death. I mean, he is, he is a great, uh, he really is a great, um, Christian and very serious, uh, about that and very, very serious about God. And, um, there were times, um, and I've told a few people this, but there were times when, um, when there was some really cool stuff. 
uh, happening in our area that like God was like moving in some like really big ways. And um, I went and I was, and I met him at his uh, like agent, like slash manager's house in Tennessee. I was actually there for this, like um, they started doing these conventions. Like they actually, uh, the first one was put on by his fans and then he got more involved and, and helped uh, fund fund more of them and do and be able to put like this full production on and then Thomas Nelson got involved and it got bigger and bigger and bigger and uh, wow. and so they were like these really cool like once a year events um, and uh, so anyways but I went to his manager's house who I'd become really good friends with and um, and he uh, and and when Ted got there that night and there's these other there's these other um, other authors and, and other people there that were like, uh, decently well-known. And, uh, yeah. but Ted, like he was so excited by this stuff that I was telling him that God was doing in kind of the Tampa Bay area. Um, at that time that, um, he kind of, he walked straight through like all these uh, other authors and all these, uh, different like big people, um, that were in all these in different people that work for him and stuff too. And he like, when he saw me and he like, he walked straight to me and he pulled up a chair and he said, tell me about what, about what God's doing. Wow. And, and I'm just like, I was like, man. And, 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 and I say this because one of the things that I really felt like, um, that it just, it kept coming through me, um, coming to me so strong was, uh, when I was doing stuff for him was that God was kind of teaching me how to be a servant like to Ted and, yeah. and and to like, cause it's not my name. It's his name plastered all over it. And, right. um, and he, and he's, and he, and he was, uh, I just felt like it's like, this is and like kind of the phrase that would just kind of keep repeating in my mind is um, this is what it means to write in the name of another. And and uh, kind of like to be a servant and not just to Ted, but in a way, you know, be a servant to God and right. uh, and just to to do those things. And I've had some good opportunities. I actually have an awesome opportunity right now where I'm helping a uh, phenomenal buddy, Jason Brubecker, um, with the audio drama that we're going to do based on one of his things that is just becoming bigger than we ever thought it would be. And uh, wow. it is uh, and it's and, and honestly, it's. It's like it's like one of those things where it's almost this, in a similar way to the way that Ted is. It's like uh, like I've just seen um, it's mainly uh, for Jason Brubaker's story, um, Sithra, which is on Webtoons. And it's it's a beautiful, beautiful story. It's like a it's a uh, like an American Miyazaki uh, thing. And oh, it's, okay. it, it's very, very moving and very artistic, but in very but it's very powerful, very symbolic. Um, Jason is a really cool Christian guy. Um, and, um, he's also is one of the co-creators of Kung Fu Panda. Um, <laughs> oh, and, <boy>. and he, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And he, he left Hollywood because he felt God was telling him to. Um, and wow. this was when he was making tons of money and people were willing to pay him a lot. And so like, I, I definitely respect people, um, like that, that can make those big, steps especially when he had a wife and, and two kids two little little kids um and just to walk away from from it but he knew that he wasn't totally happy like just doing because most of his stuff was doing stuff for other people and he's yeah. he is very much a creator um he he like yeah he's he's one of those people it's like it's like oh 
you know, I mean, it's like having Ben Franklin or some other like huge creative person, like working for somebody else. And it's like, no, they, sh they, sh <laughs> it's like, it's like, you gotta, you gotta set those people free. And it's like, and yeah. me as a creator, like I totally relate to that of, you know, and, and, and I just, and I love the opportunity that I get to, uh, to help him. And that, um, and that I, I just, I, man, it's just like when you see something that is really special and you want to be involved with it, and then it makes it even more special when God ends up working it out so that you're able to be a part of it. Um, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, it's super cool for me. And I've, and I have, uh, I've really, I've, I, it, I, I will tell you, it's really hard, and 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 I've and I've had some discussions in the last year with some cr um, creative Christian friends and writers and other people. Um, it's it, it it takes a lot of, and not like it doesn't for other people, but when when you're a creator and when you're creating things and you are just bombarded with ideas all the time, it's very it's very hard for you to be satisfied and and grateful. Yeah. Um, for like what you have. And I know like everybody struggles with that. Um, and it's, you know, we always want something else or like whatever. Um, but it's like, man, it's so hard because you're, because when you have those things, then, then you're automatically, you know, not content because you're like, right. oh, I got to make this. I got to find, you know, I got to do this thing. And uh, especially if you feel like, you know, whatever it's from God or whatever, but then, you know, even those things, you know, this, this creation that's supposed to be pointing towards him can, can become a, uh, can become an idol. Um, I actually had yeah. three different times in my life where, where I was such a big fan of Christian music uh, that I gave away every time I felt like I was like worshiping that more than God, I gave away all my albums. Yeah. So I, I, and I did that probably three different times um, where, you know, and so yeah. it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's cool to see um, God um, work in those ways and, and, um, and open those opportunities. And it's great when i and that's the thing i mean because when i get those opportunities to do those do those things there i also did i helped with the with the adoption of it's called the manga bible but it's the z manga bible it's the zondervan one uh which yeah. is more it was more comedy ish um yeah. and i i actually did seven of those i think seven oh wow cool six or, six or seven of those volumes and um obviously when you deal with that you're able to to um you know, deal with more scripture and more, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and you're able to be more free and it's for a different audience. And I mean, honestly, I think th this is one of my big things. Um, and I know we're running out of time, but somebody can edit this. Um, yeah. <laughs> one, one of my, hi JS, I'm not going to edit a single bit of this. This is all you buddy. I want the world to see how wonderfully crazy you truly are. Um, back to the show. Hi Dallas. Um, one, of my, <laughs> one, I, one of my big beefs with the, um, and I, and I don't say this in a bad way. Cause I really, I feel like we aren't grateful enough for the opportunities that God has. I know we like to bash Christian films and a lot of other stuff. Um, but at the same time too, there, you know, we should be grateful that some of those things even exist or those opportunities were even there and that some people do enjoy them. Like, you know. Yeah, the reason you know. we have the chosen is because we had facing the giants first. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it, I'm, it, I'm definitely with you there. I was talking with my wife about that just the other day about how, you know, we look at facing the giants and uh, okay. It's a little hokey at times, but you know what? That laid the groundwork that said, yeah. Hey, Christians can make 
films that are overtly Christian and put them in, in front of mainstream audiences and they do well. And, and it's on the backs of movies like facing the giants that we have projects right. like the chosen, which right. is such a, a great done TV show. Right. But th the reason Dallas Jenkins is having that kind of success is because facing the giants paved the way. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, and well, the other thing, the, the other aspect that I just, it, like and and it's funny because I had talked to some of the different publishers and other people too about this was that one of my big beefs with the uh, with the Christian uh, like novels and and other things is so many of them are like salvation oriented where the audience is Christian yeah and where they were only primarily sold in Christian stores and it's like if you know that's where it's going to be, why are you not doing more like discipleship oriented things right. or things to you know, messages and themes to grow people's faith um, uh -huh. rather than, you know, giving, you know, give them, you know, like, like the Bible says, you know, give them, give them meat, you know, don't, don't right. give them, you know, let's, let's move on from the baby food to, to deeper stuff because this is who you're talking to. You right. know, and, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things like that. Like I, I just really, I think would be helpful. And I don't know if that, that's one of the things when, when people have asked me and stuff, what I would recommend or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, well, that's, if you're going to be re cause there is a market for it for sure. But yeah. yeah, it's like, but you can't, it can't just always, as much as I love the gospel, it's like as Christians, we, we have to deepen our faith and deepen our, mm -hmm. you know, and just, just so many other aspects uh, of, right. uh, and, and, and grow that not, 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 you know, forget it or move away from it. Um, mm -hmm. cause I'm also, I, I'm very much in the vein of, um, you know, I, you know, when I look at, you know, when you read the Bible and, and so much of that, they were like, uh, so much of the new Testament it was like, man, they were doing communion every day. You know, yeah. and, and stuff. And it is, there's a lot of things like that that it's like, no, we, we always have to remember, right. you know, you know, these things and we can't we can't, you know, move away from them and not. But, you know, use them as our foundation and the thing that we point back to. Um, but, you know, that's you know, it just for me, it always comes back to that of just, you know, just trying to do whatever you do with excellence. And that's what I tried to do uh, with Pistol Fist. And I really made an effort to really. Uh, to um, not just to not make it super preachy, but to make it um, not political, really. Right. Um, and we had because we had people from all over the world involved, and we had uh, hardcore liberals and hardcore conservatives involved, and mm -hmm. uh, just all over the board. And it's like, and, and and same with the fans. We have like all kinds of different fans of it over the years. It's been 15 years. This Kickstarter is the 15th anniversary. It actually starts on my birthday. November 17th, which is not when we originally launched, but it actually was around um, the first issue of Pisces actually did come out around the middle of November. So oh, okay. we're actually, yeah, this is actually, it, it is a legit, uh, yeah, it's legit for that. Um, and that awesome. was one, that was one of the reasons for anybody that listened to or, or read your stuff about Nemo. That's one of the reasons why um, instead of redoing our Nemo thing, which we need to do, um why i did jump to this and um so i mean that's right. the, that's the timing of it yes yeah, it's, it's more of the timing of it and honestly i know we didn't touch on it too much but um i didn't have full rights to um, pistol fist back because of one of the last publishers i use 
um, and they still had 50%. And then I had a, um, a friend of mine um, that helped me, uh, like I put in half the funds and he put in half the funds to be able to buy back the other 50%. So, um, yeah. and, that, and that publisher, the last time they printed it was like 10 years ago. So ah. it's actually hasn't been in print for 10 years. It's never been in hardcover. We're gonna have soft cover and hardcover um, with a lot of different choices in the Kickstarter and um, and uh, yeah and and it really in the spirit. Even though there's a couple brand new covers um, that we have for choices for people. A lot mm -hmm. of the cover choices people have too are are from different periods in the last 15 years um, that that Pistol Fist has been around. And I'm kind of like repurposing them for this as kind of oh, like, cool. I don't know, kind of like a, a, a trip down memory lane or whatever. Oh yeah. The, especially for the people who, who remember them. And there's a lot of people yet, yeah, you know, who haven't, uh, you know, haven't seen them and stuff before. And, uh, and honestly, it's kind of like a thank you because, um, uh, yeah, some of the people that are involved, like they, they, you know, not many people saw them or, 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 uh, I've done a lot of other things with them or they've done a lot of their stuff for me. And it's kind of a way for me to kind of, you know, point stuff out about what they've done. Um, and we do have, I will say this too, for anybody that likes their original paintings or whatever, or, or stuff like that, we actually do have some paintings um, that were done by people. We actually have a Native American uh, fan epistophist that I stumbled across on DeviantArt many years ago, wow. um, who had painted a epistophist picture. When I was looking for something else, and then yeah. I ended up seeing, I'm like, what, we didn't have that picture done. And then I find out he was, uh, uh, he was, he like was really a fan. Um, and, and so then he started, he showed me some other ones that he painted and, um, we actually have w at least one right now we're going to have of his available on the original actually painting that he did. And then an another one, um, which I know you saw and anybody else that might see, we have a prose anthology that we're doing. He's the one that painted the cover of that. Oh, um, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's actually like I think that one is actually like an oil painted canvas. The other one is like a uh, watercolor and acrylic thing. So mm -hmm. that that one's a little bit cheaper. That one I think is like one fifty or something. Uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, the acrylic one, yeah, will probably be like I don't know three hundred or four hundred or something. If anybody awesome. even wants it, uh, but you know, it's it's a real piece of art though. So yeah, which is hard to come by these days. Yeah. All right. Well, we were uh, at the time of this recording, the Kickstarter has not yet started, but we will definitely put a link to the Kickstarter when it goes live in the description to this. So you yeah. can be sure and go and support it by all means, help get pistol fist out there and uh, help it get backed up. JS, if people want to look into some of your other stuff or just follow you or hear you uh, do your awesome Warbog the Paladin <laughs> impression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where can, where can they follow you? Um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I, probably the best place is, uh, is on Facebook. Um, and I think it's just, I think it's like, uh, it's either JS Earls dot writer or it's like Earls dot JS dot writer. Um, and on Facebook, uh, it's probably the best place and you, and you'll get a lot of other links on there. I am on, um, Instagram too. Um, not as often. I am on Twitter too. Not as often. Uh, I have a lot more publishing contacts and things on Facebook actually. So that's one reason why I tend to be there more. Um, and that's also where, um, as I kind of touched on, we do have uh, our own, Ben Avery and I created our own uh, podcast, audio drama with music and sound effects, even a composer uh, now. Um, that, oh, wow. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So we, with, um, 
with our own kind of like Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's our own version. And there are there is some Christian stuff in there. We we don't uh, we definitely don't shy away from it, um, but um, it's not really upfront unless unless uh, it's appropriate um, and and feels kind of natural. But we do have um, several Christian characters and different things, and um, uh, and there are elements of of things in there. But anyways, um, but we have a cast of about forty to fifty people. Um, and so, uh, yeah, really busy there, really busy with communicating with those 40 to 50 people that work, that, <laughs> that, uh, do stuff with us. And, um, yeah, we, and we have the Sithra thing coming out, which will be awesome. Um, I'm trying to think, yes, as you mentioned, playing games with strangers, I am very happy that so many people are entertained by my grumpy orc Orbog. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I, say, Orbog is one of my favorite characters. Uh, uh, <laughs> one of the episodes I was listening to recently, um, I forget which number it was, but Pooh had the needle stuck in his paw, yeah, or or something. They they were talking, they were talking about uh, Pooh felt the need to leave because he was afraid he was going to endanger his friends. Yeah, and Stumblefoot is saying, "But Pooh, we're your friends. I mean, we're we're your everyone here is is Pooh's friend, right?" And Orbog says, "Give me a moment." <laughs> <laughs> i died laughing i could not stop laughing <laughs> yeah he's, hilarious. he's he can be yeah he can be brutally honest and he definitely will he'll swing for some low fruit sometimes <laughs> um that's there but yeah i i mean honestly it, the funny thing is um and i'll recommend this for people too that um that like um uh uh that are that love fantasy stuff but don't like um they want like more all ages stuff without a bunch of uh, bad stuff in it, which unfortunately there's not a lot of um, game things like that on, which is one of the reasons why we kept doing uh, playing games with strangers. It was actually originally never supposed to go beyond four episodes. Um, oh, wow. Was, yeah. It was just supposed to be something that we, that we did for like a month or something just to kind of help entertain our fellow castmates and stuff in the supersonic universe um, yeah. and just kind of have fun and be kind of silly um, while there is some very serious stuff in it, uh, but the uh, uh, yeah, it, but we just had um, such a good time together, and it was just so funny. We're just cracking up, and so many people started um, liking it that it was just like it's like yeah, we should just keep doing this until we don't feel like we're supposed to do it anymore. Because it's <laughs> like man, we just we work well to we we it, it, it's tough to find you know it's like when you find those good improv people that you do stuff with it's like yeah man and on, honestly and that's the thing like i didn't even i didn't even want i didn't even want to be a part of it because i knew what a bad actor i am and uh, <laughs> com compared to these other people who who have done some very serious acting and i'm and i um but i'm like i'm but i but again it's one of those things where it's like it's like you know but i i need to grow in that uh, I don't because, and I will, I will say this too. There's actually, there's a, there is a major character who's become, who's going to become more major in our supersonic universe that I am the voice of and uh, not really by my choice, but by Ben Avery's. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and so like, I've gotten more into that. He's kind of more like a Wolverine kind of character, like the way, like he's, he's a real mm -hmm. tough guy uh, yeah. and really rough. And, uh, and, and that's, uh, but he's going to start to play a, a big, a larger role with where we're heading. So 
I kind of was like, yeah, it's like when they were trying to talk me into doing it and Ben was too busy. We wanted to have one of us involved since Ben and I are kind of the co-creators and, and I was right. like, and Ben was just way too busy. Um, cause when the pandemic was, was going big time and Ben is a, uh, full-time, pa- um, youth pastor. Oh gosh. That, um, and he's also one of the main pastors that deals with the community and, and like, um, helps and really, and does a lot of the house to house visiting and all those things, um, yeah. that, uh, I was just like, it was, just, it was unrealistic and unfair to, to, to put more on his plate with what was already happening with all the lockdowns and everything. And so that's why I was just like, well, it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I need to get better at, uh, acting and stuff anyways. And yeah. so, um, just, uh, I mean, I, I'm always, I've always been an idiot and and silly and, uh, and different things behind the scenes. And, and I try to keep things fun because a lot of entertainment stuff behind the scenes is not very fun at all. And, uh, so <laughs> I, 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 I like to make, uh, the people I'm working with laugh and, and how, and them to have a good time and, and yeah. everything too. So, and I've, I've, I'm literally like, I'm really shocked by how many people, um, have re- like really genuinely like Orbog and actually think I do a good job at doing him. And I, I think I even have, we actually even have uh, playlists on Spotify for each character. And oh, I think, nice. I think Orbog um, by far has the most, um, even though his are, are like, if you go check it out, whoever goes check it out, you're going to see that they're all like stupid, silly songs. Um, <laughs> cause he, cause he doesn't take a lot real seriously. Right. Um, but uh but anyways yeah yeah i'll be interested yeah i'll be interested to see yeah when you get further and and you hear some other <laughs> things that that happen but uh yeah. it was funny yeah. i was i was uh talking to dallas about that and i started listening to it just to have background noise while i worked yeah because uh, you know i grew up with two younger sisters so i'm not used to quiet i'm used to there being something in the background yeah so i would have it running in the background and i actually had to stop listening to it during work because i got to where i was paying attention right and and you know you're, you're I, stopping I was, or working slow right right so <laughs> what would end up happening was i would be like okay i can't listen to that now and i'd be working and then i'd hear somebody say something and i'd be like wait i have no clue what even is happening right now so I, i've gotten to where i have to listen outside of work so i can actually pay attention to the plot and know what's going on so so Oh, Playing yeah. games with strangers is not background noise anymore. Y'all have been promoted to know I'm actively going to listen now. Yeah, no, I like, you know what? And it's funny. It's one of those things. And honestly, it seems like a lot of things now are, are so niche, you know, like the people uh-huh. who love something, like they really love it. And that's, right. that's kind of like the way that um, we actually have a lot more listeners on the supersonic pod comics, um, like 10 times or more. Um, and, uh, I mean, some of it is because I think we do, uh, put up right up front. We're like, you know, well, this is, this is all ages. Like we're not, we're not, even though it will get dark and stuff. Yeah. We don't, we don't have swearing. We don't have sexual stuff. And like literally like 95% of the other like fantasy acting improv podcasts out there, like have all that stuff. And we're like, right. We're like, man, we need this. And actually, too, that was the thing I was going to say for other people that do want to look up stuff. The Sneak Attack podcast and the Titans of Altera are both really cool, um, very family friendly, um, but but really well done podcasts. Yeah. And um, that, and that, that was one of the things that inspired me to actually want to be uh, playing in playing games with strangers with uh, Orbog. 
Yeah. Well, that's, that's what started this podcast here was trying to find specifically comic books, but just content in general yeah. that, you know, cause uh, I, I said on, my, on the very first episode I did with Dallas was, you know, my, my idea is for me to be sitting in my chair, reading a comic book and my two boys come up and said, daddy, can I read your comic book with you? And me be able to say, yes, absolutely. You know, right. let's have a seat and not have to be like, well, let's skip that page. Cause it's yeah. got something you don't need to see, or you don't need to ask what that word means. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to be yeah. able to just openly read a comic with my children, but at the same time be enjoyed by it. You know, I'm not reading tiny Toon adventures, although right. tiny Toon adventures was entertaining. So that's a bad example. Right. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Nothing yeah. that's intended oh, yeah. for little bitty kids. Right. So, so the fact that y'all are creating that kind of content is is really the heartthrob of of what bees use and reviews is is to call attention to that kind of stuff, you know. Because I like entertaining stuff, but I also want my kids to be able to participate too. Well, you should. Yeah, I will say you should listen probably to more. I don't know how much you've heard or if you've heard any of the supersonic pod comic stuff, but that is. Um, it, <sighs> It's not like we didn't want it to be um, family friendly. We we wanted it to be family friendly, but we didn't. We weren't intending it to be to have stuff that we had to uh, make sure that like very much younger um, listeners would would be able to follow. Um, right. We wanted to go a little bit darker than than what we've been able to because yeah. Uh, one of the but one of the things we we discovered and then we found out is like whole families were listening together, and it's right. like. It's like that's awesome, uh, and then but at the same time too, it's like eh, we got to change a little bit of some of the stuff we wanted to to do where it's not quite so violent or whatever. But I mean, we right. go when it when it's appropriate, we go there. It's just kind of like the Marvel stuff. I mean, they get really yeah. they get they get really um, violent sometimes in their in their movies, but it it's still it's done. And this is not an endorsement of, of them at all, but it's still done with us certain amount of tact or whatever. Yeah. Like if there's something really gross that happens, it's probably going to happen off camera, you know, right. they, they, things like there, that. There is a line that they tend not to cross. Yeah. That they kind of, because, yeah. and honestly, I mean, obviously like I, I think that their, you know, their motivation is money and they know that the more uh, you cross those lines, the less money you're going to make because you're, right. you're limiting your audience and the people that can see it and, and everything yeah. else. And, 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 you know, and they may not have the best motivations, but that's, you know, that's, that's, why you know that some of those things happen and that's and for us it's been okay well we have some things we wanted to do uh it's going to be it's like uh we're gonna have to pull it back a little bit um because it's like okay well this is our audience we can't we can't make stuff for what we want our audience to be we have to follow like what our audience is um right so my silly one sumo girl uh, I very much, <laughs> I very much <laughs> le leaned into some uh, borderline potty humor and, <laughs> and and stuff in uh, that because she's she's uh, she's a little girl and stuff in it and uh, right. and uh, it, we definitely go a lot a lot a lot more that way but and and there are definitely characters and and things and certain things which is uh, it does tend to be a little bit more immature or whatever but it's not yeah i don't think it's it's not really overdone uh but it's it's i don't know it i, I for me i love it because i think i feel like we have a, a good uh variety and uh yeah, yeah and we keep having um we keep making a lot of uh connections with different people and professionals that are uh either christians or just people that would like family friendly stuff that uh, want to be involved and so 
um, yeah, we're getting more of those people involved in, in stuff and some of our things. And um, yeah, but I think cool. you'll like it because it's a it is it's a superhero universe and it and it's and it's all interconnected. Um, awesome. I yeah. have it. I have it added to my play my uh, subscription list. But all of my free time has been going to playing games with strangers, so I haven't oh, yeah. started it yet. But no, yeah, but I, I haven't. I haven't added. <laughs> I to, I totally get that. I would definitely, um, especially the, um, but it, it starts. It starts. It starts small and big. We have we have a little preview um, that was actually before we had any voice actors um, with us. Where and that was one of the reasons why. Uh, the creators were the one voicing the characters. It's kind of like a proof of concept, but it ends up right. leading into the big thing that happens. And it's kind of like, it's almost like in some ways, it's almost like we start with end game where it's, oh, like, I see. Yeah. it's like, bang. Okay. These are the characters. We have four main series and these are the main character characters from all four series. And then it splits into four series from there. Cause it's, it's all related to an event that happens. And then, and then it kind of splits and you follow um, and then you kind of go off and they kind of have their own thing. And then, but now we're finishing um, after a long time because of the pandemic, we're finishing the first season and it, it's just, man, it's gotten so, it's gotten so huge. It's wow. just, it's cr like if um, anybody that listens, I'll, anybody that listens uh, to my code name, Superforce, like, oh my gosh, like the, the amount of production that we, that we do on those episodes, the amount of production, I did most of the production on our, on our, the, the second episode, which is our huge big one called origin. Uh, it, 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 like I, I was not the only person who worked on the production of it and, uh, of the sound editing and everything, but I spent over a hundred hours on it. Wow. And then we had other people working on it too. And so like when people hear it, it's like, there's, there's a lot of sound effects and a lot of timing and, and uh, really cool stuff. And we do like, we, we do songs. We actually have some different Christian artists and stuff that we um, have some songs by like, they're not super preachy songs or whatever, but, um, yeah. but yeah, there's like a Christian rapper that we have some of his stuff in one of the series. And then we have uh, oh, cool. Su Sumo Girl actually has, it's almost like more like a punk song. Um, yeah. But it's called Still Alive because she is a she has a severe autoimmune deficiency, and so that's why she she actually has a bubble thing that her scientist father made for her. And, oh, nice! Uh, and she uses it as kind of like a I don't know weapon, I guess, or uh, or whatever she needs whatever she needs to use it for. But uh, right, yeah. But it's it's pretty crazy. And yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. You you I don't know if you did you listen to the Sumo Girl episode that was on. I, in I the, did in the playing games feed. Yes, I did. That's the yeah. one episode I listened to because it connected yep. with playing games with strangers. Yep. So I got to hear about Sumer girls things and stuff uh, like that. Yeah. So. And we have our different And actually the, uh, I don't know if you remember, if you've seen it on our other stuff, but the, the, but our, um, Orthy character that Celeste and a lot of people love, um, mm. she's voiced by this one girl who's kind of hit it big in Hollywood now and has been on oh, one, cool. of, one of uh, Tyler Perry's shows. And oh, she, wow. And uh, yeah, and she's yeah, she's not going to be able to return to us um, <laughs> after this season. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but she but she was she was great. Um, awesome. but, but yeah, yeah. And honestly, like that episode with Sumo Girl. Um, and I think I don't know if you've heard John say it. He said it a couple of different times, different places. But um, it, it changed the direction of uh, of playing games after that episode because wow. of uh, because of 
what happened and the fact that they were gone from their universe and then came back. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, there's there's a lot of like major changes that that happened because of that, and it ended up being it ended up being really cool. But uh, yeah, I think yeah, it's we're but we're doing yeah we're doing some we're doing some pretty cool stuff. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to follow Geek Devotions on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the whole thing. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast catcher and leave reviews. We'd like to hear feedback. I want to say a huge thank you to the great JS Earls for coming on the show and talking with us. We're super excited about Pistol Fist coming out. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Until then, stay devoted. Peace and love.